episode 207 today's a big day craig it's a big day very big day big day it's going to be exciting too it's going to be exciting to see uh see the boys that we haven't seen in years haven't talked to in years and uh i'm excited to uh to get to the rink tonight obviously uh see ryan miller and uh, a lot of the boys that we played with. So that's not even the exciting part because we have already seen Ryan. We saw Ryan in November. Yeah, we've I mean, seen it's Ryan always, a lot. And it's always to great like, to see Ryan. Yeah. I just mean no one cares like, about you know, Ryan. It's everybody else. Everybody else. So many guys are going to be. I don't know. I don't have no idea who's coming into town, but um, I could probably guess. I think for just from lists of guys that I've heard. But anyway. Yeah, it's gonna be a nice night. Nice couple, nice couple nights actually. So, looking forward to the after party a little more though. Yeah, is that your thing? <laughs> I was always a post game star. I was better after the game than I was in the game. You know what I yeah, mean? Very true. <laughs> very true. Fuck, I was the first star after every game. <laughs> uh, I don't think so. I don't, in my I don't own think head, so. In my own head. Allow myself to have a I'd little have to bit put of... myself right up there in the in the in the star voting uh, usually most nights, but uh, I I'll say this: you were one of the, if not the most ultimate road warriors I've ever met in my entire life. When it, <laughs> when it came to having to get yeah. the boys together for dinner on the road, getting the guys together. Greg, Listen, Greg, I mean the tightest Greg teams. Greg leads the league in assists. <laughs> Yeah, the tightest teams are the ones that uh, ultimately the play the best, and and I and I think stick together through through thick and thin. And uh, I think it's I think it's important to have a, a a good group of guys and that are that are tight, right? Oh, 100 percent. I mean, I think that's what makes that's what makes teams better, and that can be the difference maker. You can have a really good team of skilled players and the right dynamic and the right makeup. But if you don't have the right chemistry inside the locker room and, and I think what people don't understand is that when they're like, Oh, all these guys love each other. No, they don't. No, they, no, they don't. Let's just stop lying to everybody right now. There are guys on every team that literally cannot fucking stand other guys on the team. But in the best interest of the team, you put your personal agendas aside. Yeah. You know, I mean, I have been punched in the face for guys that I didn't really care for. <laughs> not, there's not a lot of them. Yeah. I can honestly say, and I had a I had an ex NHLer tell me one time, he's like, he's like, you know, if you leave the game with disliking more than five people that you ever played with. He's like, there was a problem and the problem was you. I was like, Oh, okay. It's an interesting philosophy. And I don't think I left the game of hockey. I played 10 years pro. I don't think I can say that I don't like more than five of my teammates over the years. Yeah. I could probably say the same, you know, I mean, listen, I mean, you have ebbs and flows. Uh, Some guys you just get along with much better. Um, there's, there's obviously a language barrier with, with many players that you play with that come from different countries and, um, they seem to stick to together and, and, and understandable, 
but it, it's if you have that one player in the team that just galvanizes an entire group, whether it doesn't matter where you're from, where you live, um, I think it goes a long way. And I, I just, you know, I think I think back to my time in in Montreal, which was uh, which was fantastic. But um, I wouldn't I wouldn't call us a close team. And I didn't really realize what a true close team was until I got to San Jose Sharks. And you had Joe Thornton and Patrick Marlowe and Jeremy Roenick. And, you know, I mean, just it went on and on. Like the young guys were, you know, Mark Edward Velasquez and Pavelski and Setaguchi. And we had such a great mix of old, middle-aged guys and then very young guys. But the one thing that I really noticed was these guys were always together loved being with one another i remember getting my first call to go to my first dinner the first time on the road and i was used to in montreal that i'd played 12 years uh and i'd used to seeing you know you'd be lucky and i mean really lucky if you had five guys okay five or six would be a mat would be a big big group i showed up to my first dinner and there was 18 guys in san jose Eight, 18 guys in San Jose. And I just looked around. I was like, what the hell is going on? Is this like, is this like a true team dinner? And they're like, no, no, no. Every night is like this. I'm like, what? 18 guys are showing up to dinner. Yeah. All the time. Why? Doesn't happen in Montreal. No, didn't happen in Montreal, but um, it was nice. It was really nice. So. Let's talk about Philadelphia right now and their team. Because Ivan Provorov is in a lot of hot water. And I, yeah. I I wasn't planning this transition into this discussion this way, but we talk about, you know, the brotherhood and the bond and liking players and disliking players and supporting guys through thick and thin as a team. Ivan Provorov, I think if you are listening to this show and you follow hockey and you don't know what we're talking about, you're living under a rock, but he refused to go out for a warm-up the other night wearing the LGTBQ uh, jerseys for warm-up. So now there's a shit storm. And now everybody is absolutely washing their hands with this guy. And he's getting roasted. 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 But that's that's our that's our society in general, right? I mean, our society in general is just it's to roast people. If it's if if you do not well, everyone the has same... everyone has a voice now, Craig. That's you know, and I, as they should, but I mean and... they have a, an area to display it so you can see it in the masses. But go ahead. Yes, very true. I don't listen. I mean, um, you know, we we spoke about this the other day, and we had a really long talk about it, and we we chatted with uh, with Jeremy Roenick about it, and and he gave his opinion, and um, you know, it 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 it, it comes down to the the first thing that we we talked about was okay he doesn't want to go out leave him in the bloody room then that's it walk by him you put your jersey on if you want to support it and you walk out there and and you go out for warm-up and you snap the puck around you come back into the game you take the jersey off you put your real jersey back on and you go out and you play a game and if you have a player that does not want to support that i don't care I don't care. I'm just going to walk by him. You want to sit in the room? You can do what you want. 
I'm not going to hate you for it. I, I, I'm going to sit there and scratch my head and go, what's the big deal? But I'm not going to hate him for it. Like the people on people on on Twitter. Oh my god, what a fucking joke this 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 literally society is right now. It's just so bad. I mean, it's just I sit there and I waste I waste I waste time out of my precious day to live and breathe air, and I and I go on Twitter and listen to these absolute shit balls just absolutely tearing apart this guy tearing him apart and i'm just sitting there thinking to myself i mean well it's probably easier for them because he's russian which i don't agree with either i you know i do believe that you know russia has some unique beliefs he's resting on the religion um you know crutch to yeah the you know and 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 again i mean we have to we do we not have to respect that i don't understand i mean i thought we live in a world where we don't judge and we commend people for standing up for what they believe in whether you agree with it or disagree with it whether it goes against the grain or not i thought that's what we were supposed to do is respect other people's i i well, that's the that's the whole thing right i mean i we're don't understand here, this you know it's uh, again there's just there's just so much there's just so much hate and fight in this world right now it's like you look at every facet of the world. I mean, it's just it's just constant sides and and it's it's fighting and we cannot support one another and uh it's 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 tough and it's not it's not getting any better. I hate to say it and I don't want to be doomsday, but uh you know, I just everything everything you do in life just seems to be a battle and uh there seems to be, you know, hate and listen, everyone's looking I don't, for a reason I don't reason like to... I don't like what Provorov did okay that's just my personal opinion because i don't i i would be supporting this situation i would be that's just my that's just my belief and i don't have any problem putting on a color colorful jersey and supporting this situation okay um if i have a uh, a teammate or or a friend or someone that does not support this then i am not going to sit there and put them down because that is just their belief. I would walk by them and do what I'm going to do. As long because... as they're not being malicious about exactly. it. Exactly. No homophobic slurs. No, you know, like wearing shirts that say certain things against what they believe in, you know, regardless of what it is. Uh, Thank it, you. It... That's that's what I'm talking about right there, Petey. Is Ivan Provolov has not shown any hate towards this group. Okay. He just chooses as an individual, not to support it. And people are going to sit there and go, why, why is he not? It's not your decision to say why or why not, or, or anything. It's, it's just, if he is not being a terrible person to these people. Okay. If he's wearing shirts and, you know, things that are saying, you know, terrible remarks about this group, then that would be a different situation. I think that that that's, that's a hate situation, but well, he's not, he, he's just staying strong to his beliefs, whether it's, you know, his religion or, or whatever it is, leave him in the dressing room, 
why are we covering this story about more hate? Oh, let's we got all these Twitter. I'm looking at all these people with blue check marks that are just absolutely ripping this guy. We got to send him back to Russia. We got to do this. We got to do that. Which, which, by the way, which, by the way, doesn't that go against everything? Like, I mean, hold on a second. Are you going to tell me that you need to condemn somebody for their religious beliefs, whatever their religion is? Good luck telling like the Philadelphia Flyers people wanted them to scratch Rover off as a penalty. Well, good luck scratching a player from a game because of yeah. a decision he made based on his religious beliefs. That is a fucking lawsuit if I've ever seen one. Like, so I, I don't understand. So, so there's two choices here the team in the league. They can avoid these things by not putting their players in the situation to to put these games on display. At the same time, though, Craig, I will say that Proveroff, we played in the NHL. And there were things that I didn't necessarily believe in and nothing along these lines, but just, but you fucking do it because you're part of the team. Like, just put the fucking jersey on. We got a game to play. We're trying to make the playoffs. Look, I respect your beliefs. That's fine. This has nothing to fucking do with hockey, though, Petey. I understand. I understand, but it does. We, no, it, it doesn't. But it, but it does this because he plays do in the hockey. NHL, and this is an NHL oh, thing. So because he plays in the NHL, he has to go against something that he believes in. Is that is but that he, it? What's he going against? Like, what's what is he going against? Like, well, is he? You know what? Is, it's is not he, for you or I to sit here and dissect this young man. We do not know his background or what he, why he is like this. All I can say is if he is not like I'm sitting here and I'm reading the, the first fucking tweet that I that I get this morning and it says, I have no time for people with openly hate and hide behind religion. OK, where is the fucking hate that Provorov is is showing right now? He is. He made a choice just to sit in the dressing room by himself, wait till warm it's over, and then he's going to put his jersey on. He's going to go play now. Do I, as an individual, like his decision? I don't like his decision. I would like him to go out there and just support this, okay? Just support this, because I, I don't have any problem with, with, with this group, okay? Gays, lesbian, whatever. I don't have a problem with them at all. I, I'm about if you're happy with who you are, if you're happy living your best life, then that's what I want, because there's more, there's more happy, positive people in the world. But am I going to sit there and shitball a guy who chooses not to do what I want to do or, 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 you know, the, the majority, I'm just going to say, sit in the room, sit by yourself. We'll be in out. Yeah. But as a, as a team, but as a teammate, Craig, as a teammate, I'm sitting there saying, and, and I understand what you're saying. And you're not going, there are a lot of guys that are, are forced into situations that they don't want to be in because they're part of the team. Okay. And, and that could be on many different platforms, but in this particular instance, doesn't somebody say, and, and again, good for Provorov for sticking to his guns, because this was going to be a, this was going to start a complete shit show. Of I mean, course it is. It's so, news. So it's, why doesn't a teammate no, just no say, one wants get to your sit. fucking shirt on and get out of the fucking ice. 
because we have a game to play. Listen, I will respect his decision if it is not hurting someone else. This person that I just read this morning, the first tweet I look at is about Provorov. And he is like, I have no time for people who openly hate and hide behind religion. Where is the hate? He's making a fucking There is no hate. There is no hate hate. here. So why is in this tweet here today? Why? Considered hate because if you don't accept anything right away, you are like. your religion preaches You're a hater. Your religion is bullshit. Okay. Who are you to tell what is hate, what is not hate, you know, and what you should do and what you shouldn't do. And it's just kind of like, stay in your lane. This young man does not want to do what you're asking him to do. It's his choice. He sat in the dressing room. You move on. And because there's, he's not hating on anybody. Okay. There'd be a very different story if he was throwing out hate he's not throwing out hate he's actually doesn't even want to talk about the situation he just wants to talk about the the game of hockey you're you're talking about well he's part of a team well he's part of a team but this situation with the nhl has nothing to do with the hockey am i right no you're right so why why are they why are they doing a appreciation night for this situation in the first place why this particular um group a lot of groups out there that they could be supporting. Why and this they, particular and they group? Are, they, they are. They are. The league. The league has become very culturally diverse, and you know, and I think, I think the platform that they have. I don't think it's about appealing to the LGBTQ community. It's about opening everybody else's eyes up to the uh, pain and suffering that that I I, I know. I know plenty of gay people, men, women, and they have had a very tough go. The secrets, the pain, the lies, yep. the the fear, you yep. know, the, the whether it's with their own family or in society, in the workplace, how are they accepted? You know, are they different? All that. Like, so it, I, I get, I get why I get the initiative. I get the motivation behind, you know, the, the, the jerseys and all of that. Because it's it's more about the rest of us and educating the rest of us and yeah. and getting Agreed. past the mindset of oh fuck what are we doing an LGBTQ game what the fuck is that for because that's going to happen for the first bunch of times that you do it but then all of a sudden though that same mindset's going to be like oh it's it's that game again or oh they're wearing the jersey and maybe it slowly starts to shift because it's nothing can be done that would be drastic for everyone to be like oh shit. The NHL's on board with LGBTQ, so now I am. No, it doesn't work that way. So, you know, that's that's why I see it. Black Lives Matter thing, same thing. Indigenous nights, like answer night. The the month of November is, you yeah. know, like Black History Month. Yeah. It's it's all relevant. It's it's all necessary. But so I asked. I don't a think the league. I asked ever, a question, I, and you gave me a really good answer. I don't okay. think the league ever prepared or thought that any player would fall out of line. Okay, I yeah. never, especially on a topic like this, because I think for the most part they would have thought, and I certainly would have thought that this stuff would have been kept private behind closed doors. And Provi, we get it, we understand. 
I'm certain you're not the only one, whether it's religious beliefs or just other beliefs. But the fact of the matter is that we do this in unison. We do it as a team. We do it as a league. And we do it together because we're trying to do it as a as an entire entity in, in the NHL, right? Yeah. And yeah. show support. I don't think they ever expected in a million years that a player, because there's no way he's the only player in the NHL that either has well, that same religious belief or is, I'm tell is you this. homophobic. So, can so I can I just say this and I and someone I like, else out there because they've been doing this for a few years. Yeah, ha, at least one or two or ten has gone against their beliefs, put the sweater on and gone out because they yeah. didn't want to go through this. Yeah. Well, listen, I I I like what Pro Roth did because it it shows that there's people still out there not open, and that's and that's fine. Okay, but the majority of us are, and we want these people to live their lives with 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 pride and to be happy and that's what this is all about it's about living in a world that's just that that you know there's there's happiness and there's not a lot of happiness like i'm going to tell you right now that it's just a really really shocking hard life that we that the time that we we live in and anything that we can do to make you know life better for others then i'm all for it but i'll tell you this if he was my my teammate and he chose to sit in that room i don't have a problem with it i'll just look at that young man and i'll just say sorry sorry for your for your beliefs because you are in the minority right now where it used to be not the mi- minority, um, I think that uh, you know it. It. I don't think that people should be hating on this this man for what he believes in, because we're always going to have people that that think different things, and that's okay. Thank you. I'm glad you ended with that because that's how we're going to end. Because it is okay. Just don't do it in a manner that is offensive. Keep Was your it shit offensive? Private. They're the one who put him out in a platform. Uh, uh, was it offensive? I don't think it's offensive. Like, it, l- listen, I, I mean, can see Craig how it is viewed as offensive. I can see, I, I can see it. Okay, I, I don't, I don't agree that it's offensive. I don't agree that it's offensive. But I can see and respect and appreciate how somebody might be offended by that absolutely absolutely but i doesn't but it doesn't mean that i think it's offensive all i that's know all, all i'm I, saying all i feel is this because like, i thought that's what the know, whole conversation is that we're playing, respecting other people's okay. views so if someone finds it offensive but because you're I playing in the that. nhl because you're playing in the nhl i don't think you you have to be obligated because you're playing in the nhl that you have to do this for the NHL and because you play for the team. I think if you have a choice what you what you want to do and and what you will do, okay? It just goes back to and I don't want to I I certainly do not want to go down another rabbit hole, but I'm going to say this. There's players that didn't want to get a covid shot. They chose not to get a covid shot. Now, are we going to sit there and hate on that player because he got it? He didn't get a COVID shot because it's not the same narrative as the because you're playing in the NHL and this is a privilege. And 
you know, you're, you're playing for a team and you have to do it because of your brothers. No, he made a choice. There was one player in this league that said, I am not getting that shot. It yeah. does not make sense to me and, and my beliefs. Okay. Tyler Bertuzzi. Am I right? Tyler Bertuzzi. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm okay with the decision that he made. I'm okay with this, the decisions that the players made that did get the shots. Well, in, I'm hindsight, okay with their in hindsight, wasn't he? Right? I don't care about the hindsight. Okay, I don't want. Okay. I don't even. I. I don't want to go down okay. COVID rabbit hole. Okay, I do I don't care what happened. I haven't been the same since I got my shot. Physically. Okay, stop. So stop. please stop. I don't want to do this. I'm just saying this is another situation that a player, because he's in the NHL, because he's playing for a team, because he's in the brotherhood. Now all of a sudden he has to get a shot. Okay, no. No, it's not his belief to get the shot. So he chose not to, and I respect that. You move on, and he got torn up it. for that too. He got torn up. You really get he torn was up. The, he you was really get the, torn up for standing up for what you believe in. That's why no one fucking does what it anymore. I'm talking about that's why nobody does it anymore. It's what I'm talking about. Listen, I mean, anyone who as, wants to now is Tyler Bertuzzi hating on anybody? In, they're fucking fired. Step into it, my office. That's what I'm talking because you're fired. Is Tyler Bertuzzi? Was he hating anyone? Was he hurting anyone? Was he putting down anyone? He stood up for himself. He had a belief. He stuck with it. And he got hated on for it. And I don't think that's right. And Provorov, um, he made a decision. I don't agree with it. Okay. But I'm not going to hate on him. I'm going to respect his decision because there is no hate coming from him. Now, everybody's talking about his religion and his religion's hateful and this and that. No, 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 no. Doesn't, he, he basically just made a choice. Didn't want to go out. Didn't want to support this. That's fine. You sit him in the room and you don't talk yeah. about him because make this a positive thing. Everybody's making it a negative thing. Everybody's talking about the negativity of one single player sitting in the goddamn dressing room. Well, you know what? Leave that player in the dressing room. Don't talk about him because that is a negative. Let's talk about the positive and all the players that are yeah. on the ice supporting How, this. There you go. How Thank about you. fuck Provorov? Here are the 19 guys that took warm up and were were proud to wear the jersey. There you go. Like, why are we? There you go. Like, it's, There's no hate. He's giving no hate. Just let him sit in the room. It's the narrative that we all want to choose, Craig. That's the society we live in today. Anyway. Yes. Anyway, let me change a narrative for you. This is tough transition from the Provorov discussion to a yeah. goalie interference. But I, 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 uh, I just want to say this to all you Sabre fans that are hissing and moaning about that Craig Anderson interference call in Chicago. This is all I'm going to say about it. Craig Anderson, don't put your fucking glove on the back of the guy in front of the net. And then when you go to move your arm down, when he turns, he elbows your glove and you go for the call. Guy was outside the blue paint. Give it a look. Anyway, should have won the game. How about that? You're up 3-1 going into the third. Stop looking for excuses. If you're a serious team, if you're if you're a real team and you're ready to make the playoffs, you're not losing to the last place team going up 3-1 in the third period when you're serious about a playoff run and your team has been struggling. That's your turnaround game. Benny Hinnestroza waved. Can I just uh, yes, take yes, a deep I breath? Just... I want to exhale, okay? And uh, I am not... Because we've talked so much, you know, displeasure today. Um, listen, the Sabres need to find their game. 
They need to understand that every single game for the second half of this year is going to be much tougher than the first part of the year. Cage Thompson in particular, okay, was on pace at one point for 120 points and like 60 goals. He's going to have a really tough time. He's going to have to pick up his socks. And, And what I mean by that, he's still playing well, but there's teams right now that understand that Tage Thompson is one of the best players in the NHL right now, and they are going to cover him like no other. They're going to watch video, and they're going to watch penalty kills that have had success against Tage Thompson as one-timer on the side. So there's teams that are going to really hone in to try and find ways to beat the Sabres, okay? Rasmus Dahlin is going to it's they are going to be harder on him and they're going to make it harder on him. They're going to make it harder on Jeff Skinner, Alex Tuck. This team needs to find a way. It's been, and and I don't want to talk about the 11 years they haven't made the playoffs and this is going to be 12 and there's not going anywhere. They've come a long way. And I think, I think the fan base that may be frustrated in the last six games or whatever. Okay. Um, I think that every single fan that watches the Sabres will all agree that we all see something really special. We see signs of a very special team that's that's moving forward. I do not look back at three years, five years, the Jack Eichel time, even going back to Erasmus Ristolainen time. I don't go back to those times and sit there and look at this current team and think that it's anything like those those really dark clouded years. They looked off. They didn't Jack Eichel speaking to the media was literally it 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 made me irritated more than the losses watching Jack Eichel speak to the media after the game cuz he was such a suck and that's what represented our team. I look at the guys on a tough night stand in there in there and they have a just a much more positive message i think they have a much more positive group in there i think they are very young we're talking about when you go through the lineup it's just the patience is very thin for the for the group for the fan base the patience are very thin because we've lost for so long and we're craving playoff hockey but at the same time, I think the fan base realizes that, you know, you got a 22-year-old Darlene, you got a 22-year-old Samuelson, you got a 22-year-old Yoki Haru, you got a 20-year-old first-year player in power, um, you have a 20-year-old uh, JJ Paterka, you have a 21-year-old Cousins, you have a 21-year-old um, um, Peyton Krebs, you have a 21-year-old Jack Quinn. I can, I mean, the the youth in this lineup is staggering. It's, it's, I think it's got to be the youngest team in the league. This team is going to make mistakes. And you see the mistakes. You see where they're just not at the same level as these elite teams that find ways to solidify their defensive game, their offensive game, everything. And the Sabres are just not there yet but and that's okay but i i just i wish they were sorry i i know that's 
Everybody wishes they were. I, it's Everybody hard. wishes it's, they were. It's an easy statement to make from, you know, in my underwear here. But I mean, you've been on teams that have won. You've been on a team that won a yeah. bloody, bloody president's trophy, Petey. You have seen the. So have you. Vi- so have you. I mean, you, uh, were on, you were on good teams. I mean, your team, your team was good enough to win the cup, whether you win the president's I've, trophy or I've not. I've been on a team in San Jose that we came second in the league behind Detroit Red Wings. We were the number one team in the league for road wins. Hence, I'm a road warrior and played my best hockey on the road. But. Your road, um, your road games were so much better because you were guilty, and you were the, as Jr. said the other day, best guilty player in the league. Carry on. Um, you, we've we've both been on teams that have had a tremendous amount of success. Not middle, not middle of the road teams. Teams that literally win every night, and there, there is a focus. Like I mean, in San Jose, when I got there, Joe Thornton, the Patrick Marlowe's, the Jeremy Roenicks, the Mike Rears, you know, these players. The, the environment of the San Jose Sharks when I got there was it is unacceptable to lose literally any games. I remember, I remember, I remember sitting down with our leadership group and we talked to uh, Ron Wilson, who was our coach at the time. And we talked to him about standards, what our standard was going to be for the season. So we had, you know, Marlo in there and, uh, you know, Joe Thornton, myself, you know, Kyle McLaren, who is an older guy, Jeremy Roenick. And we talked about, we had a leadership group, Mike Greer, and we were talking about what is our standard and what do we want to accomplish this year? wins losses stuff like that and i remember joe thornton stood up and he's like we're gonna win 65 games and if we don't win 65 games out of 82 then with this team he's like we've done something wrong we're not we're not where we need to be and i'm looking at him going you know i came from montreal which we won i think 29 games the year before i'm like what you think we're gonna win 65 games well that was the standard of joe joe thornton it was unacceptable, unacceptable to lose two games in a row. Like, I mean, I don't think we lost two games in a row all year. Because that yes. second game, if we lose that game, that one game, I'm going to tell you right now, Joe Thornton was was bleeding red out of his eyes and galvanized this group because everybody loves Happy Joe. Okay, everybody loved Happy Joe Thornton. Sabres I don't have one, that guy right now, though, River. They you know? Listen, I mean, and, well... I'm going to tell you right now. And those expectations, wanna, if, those expectations want to win. But those expectations aren't realistic because I don't think they have anybody on their team right now, with the exception of Craig Anderson, that understands how to make those expectations come to fruition. You know what I mean? And I think those are the players Agreed, that, because they're all they're all ultimately they're all puppies. They're, they're all very young men. So. And right now, you know, when you're sitting there looking at Boston Bruins and you look at the, the players that they have on the team, which, you know, there's, there's, there's your elite guys and Pasternak and, and Brad Marchand and guys like that. But then there's the second tier, the second tier guys like, uh, Hull, yeah. you know, yeah. Taylor Hall, yeah. like, you know, he's, uh, you're, you're Nick like, Foligno. 
Nick Felino is on These your guys fourth are your line. Second tier guys. Like we're they talking Charlie Coyle. Well, you saw, did you see the other day I, I, I was watching on TikTok? I watched a video of a game where Boston had played and they ended up winning the game, but it was it was too close for comfort sort of thing. And they're all undressed. They're getting undressed. Most guys have their shoulder pads, jerseys off, stuff like that. Who's the guy who gets up in the room and basically says, hey, let's learn from this. This is not who we are. We know who we are. We will play the same way each and every single game. And we need to get. AB, it's peanut butter. It's it's, Bergeron. No, 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 no. Treats Bergeron's only one one captain. I know who it was. Nick Foligno. Nick Foligno. Yeah, well, he was a captain. He was a captain. And Fucking Sabres should go and him the offseason. I'm sorry. I think he's a UFA, is he not? Or did he sign an extension there? I, do, I don't know, but I'm going to tell you this. At his exactly. Age, sorry, go ahead. At his age, he ain't going anywhere. Because. Yeah, I know. You know, where, know. Nick, where, where Nick Foligno used to be a first line or second line left winger. Um, was scoring 20 plus goals a year, you know, an excellent leader. Now he's in a situation where he's on the best team in the league and he is a puzzle piece and he has a role. So yeah. he's going to be playing 10, maybe 12 minutes a night. Yeah. But if um, he won the cup this year, which they could, okay, the UFA, mm-hmm. his dad played here in Buffalo, his brother, yep. yes, he did. Buffalo. That is exactly exactly the guy that we would want exactly who you would want for your third line center you are not you're he's not a center anymore okay that's you wouldn't one. have him, you wouldn't have him play center here though no he's not okay. a center he hasn't been a center in like literally seven years that doesn't mean he can't play center he can play center on the third line i'm not asking him to go and be a number one line center listen he's playing on the fourth line right now in in, in boston he is not moving to come to buffalo that has not made the playoffs in 12 years. Okay. It's going to be 12 when he's in a very comfortable situation in the later years of his, of his career, where his body is worn down, he's playing a certain role. He's enjoying coming to the rink every single day. You want to know why he's, he's enjoying coming to the rink because they win. They win every game. Yeah. How many games has Boston lost? This group year? of guys. He's not the main guy. He does, he can kind of doesn't have to be in the limelight. Doesn't have to answer the questions. He literally just has to show up, do what he always does, which is the Felino way. Stuff behind the scenes. Yeah, he is not the guy who's out front. Okay, the only time out front is when he's going to identify that he needs to give um Bergeron, Marchand, Pasternak, those nights off where you got a tough night, um, yeah. you didn't play well. Instead of having Bergeron come out there and answer questions like he does each and every game, you're gonna say, Berge, go in the ice tub there, bud. I've got tonight. Let me let me take some pressure off your back. That's what's gonna happen. And that's what happens. Yeah. And Charlie Coyle's another one too. I mean, Charlie Coyle, you got Craig Smith. Craig got, Smith, I, I mean, forgot about him too. Was... This 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 team is is absolutely, um, they are absolutely set up to win the Stanley Cup. Well, they have everything. It'll they have size. They have physicality. They have game leadership. Breakers. They have leadership. They have pedigree, guys that have already won 
They've got a couple um, game breakers. They have a good goaltender. Okay. Yeah. They have really strong D. Like, I mean, they get back there. They were winning without Charlie Coyle. Yeah. And now all of a sudden you're going to get back arguably a top five, definitely top 10 defenseman in the league back to your lineup. I mean, they are four lines deep. And it shows in their play. But going back to the Sabres, the Sabres right now struggle, not with identity. Like we're way past that point of, you know, they don't have an identity and you don't kind of know what the team's all about. And you, you, there's guys that look like they don't care. No, this team cares. They're yeah, just they not where they need to be to be a playoff team. Like can, I'm lose, sorry, you can't question if this team cares. Holy shit, man! You can't question if this team cares. Are you? Are if these players care? Are you kidding me? That's that's the dumbest thing I've heard. This has never been about care. This has been about inexperience, youth. That's what this whole thing has been about. That to me, in my opinion, it's it. The efforts there, the care is there, the talents there. It's just all the pieces combined aren't there. Uh, anything else you want? Anything you want to add? I have another. I want to, yeah, I want to, I want to ask you something. So we're talking about, we're talking about Chicago Blackhawks who literally um, have single-handedly. I, like, I mean, when, when I'm talking tank is the greatest tank job before the season that I've, I've ever seen. Like no they, way. their Tim Murray's one, was right? even better. I don't even know. I don't you think didn't have so. a cane or a Taves on our team. Very true. Very true. Okay. You got this was me. the greatest fucking tank job in the history of tank jobs. Let me ask you this. If you were Hunter Bedard, he is undeniable going first overall. He is literally the next Connor McDavid. Okay. He is literally going to be the next superstar. I'm going to name you four teams because four teams to me are the only four teams that really have an opportunity. Well, there's only one for me. There's only one. Okay. So let me, let me just go over this. If you were Connor Bedard, I'm going to ask you a question. What team, if you were him, you would want to play for that you would want to go to. Okay. Arizona. Anaheim. Chicago. Columbus. Now I want to ask you, I want you am to think I about Connor Bedard or am I speaking for Connor no, Bedard? You are Connor Bedard. Okay. You are. Yeah. And I want you to look at it the in a couple very different easy. ways. I can look at it every way, but I, I've already looked at it every single way, Riv, and I have my answer. Okay. Shoot. And I want everyone to know that nobody, because this conversation has been had, nobody has influenced my decision. I just feel this way. Okay. I'm excited about this. I can't wait to hear what your thoughts are. And it is, and I know you're not going to like it. It is okay. without question, the Arizona Coyotes. Oh, man. If I were Connor Bedard, the, the only team of those teams that I would want to go to is the Arizona Coyotes. Period. End of story. Yeah, I one of the greatest fucking places to live on the planet. Okay, they have a yeah. hockey team there. They're going to get a new rink. 
He's going to be the face of the franchise. When it comes time to sign his second deal, they're going to have all the money in the world. Austin Matthews is going to be there in a couple no, of years. Oh, stop. Okay, fine. We'll exclude People that. are going to be we'll, people we'll from that. Toronto that let's, listen to our let's pod leave that are going to shit let's, their pants. Let's leave that part out because we don't know if that's true or not. I'm just throwing that in there for dramatic effect. All I'm saying is it's the Arizona Coyotes. Simple as that. Done. And yeah. I liked what R.A. had to say on spitting chiclets. Chicago's not going to get them after the fucking Kyle Beach thing, nor do they deserve them. And Arizona has the new rink coming, but potentially Connor Bedard would seal that. This team and this franchise has been sinking on Gary Bettman's watch for years. They have been an anchor. They need a savior. They are not. And Montreal just got the number one pick last year. Chicago's won three cups. Anaheim has some good kids there. They have Zegris. He's already been on the cover of the game. Like, uh, who's the other team? Columbus. They just signed Johnny Goudreau. And, and no offense, I'm not taking a kid from Vancouver and putting him in Columbus. Yeah. So it's Arizona. And Connor Bedard will be thrilled there because he can have a fucking Bentley convertible and drive himself to the rink every day and live in the sun and. He, he retired so, before he even starts. You know, when you, when you look at, when you look at Arizona, it's just, it's, it's, it's tough. You know, you want You want a team that you're going to go to that you immediately will have players that can, that you can play with that, that can make you better. Okay. And, you know, Clayton Keller, who is a first overall pick, it's 24 years old now. Um, Lawson Krause was a first round draft pick, 25 years old. Dylan Gunther, 19 years old, was drafted last year in 2021, ninth overall. Okay. Barrett Hayden, Hayden, fifth overall draft pick. Like they have some players on this team. You mentioned the kid from the World Juniors this year? Yes. Yeah, I thought so. Okay. Dylan Gunther. Yeah. And um, they have some guys like that are that are impressive impressive players but like when you go through this like chicago blackhawks to start all over okay all over again you're starting from scratch with chicago but but you're never going to have a problem drawing players to chicago now that's exactly what i'm saying that's exactly where arizona arizona's a shit show and you need you're able to get players to get to edmonton because of mcdavid maybe not enough players but I think Arizona right now will win a Stanley Cup before the Edmonton Oilers. If either of them were to win a cup, who the Arizona, Arizona? will win before oh, the Oilers. Jesus. They'll get Bedard next year. Other players will go there. And all of a sudden, they are going to be turning around. They're going to be in the fucking desert in the sun. Guys are guys love playing there. Yes. Okay. Yep. They hate Listen, losing I mean, there. If they you have a competitive if you have a competitive team in Arizona. You will have absolutely no problem attracting players. Do you remember when they went to the third age? round, like uh, like maybe like seven, eight years ago? Mike Smith was their goalie. I thought they went to the second or third round, or they went late in the second round, seven games, or they went in the third round. If you go look up Mike Smith, he was the goalie back then. And I'm going to tell you what, they were sold out. They were exciting to watch. They were good, and then something happened. I can't remember what happened, but the wheels fell off. But the point is, is that what you know, players will go there if they're good. 
I believe that. Players will go anywhere if they're good, but I mean, they'll go to Arizona for sure if they're good. I mean, I played with Teppo. JR loved it there. Sean Burke loved it there. Keith Kachuk loved it there. Every yeah. single guy that played there, with the exception of the lack of fan base when they were losing, loved playing there. Yeah. What do you think about Columbus Blue Jackets for uh, Bedard? You have Cole Sillinger, who's a really young hockey player. Um, I know Columbus has a good fan base, Craig, and I know I, I know they have the cannon and all this stuff. They're just an underwhelming franchise to me. I I, I mean, they're a, they're a secure franchise. Um, Who do you think Gary Bettman? Where do you think Gary Bettman wants him to go? Do you think he wants Arizona, to go? man? Arizona. You know why? Because they've been in bankruptcy. They've lost the rank. They've lost. They've been locked out of the rank. They've been an embarrassment to the league. An absolute embarrassment. I mean, for two decades, the decision- not for the players, for HRR. Well, it's all related, isn't it? I mean, HRR. You know, shitty organization. No fan base. Arena's an hour away from Scottsdale. I mean, it was a tough situation in Arizona. But now, now that they have a new building on the way, which is going to take how long for them to build that? Two years? Uh, it'll be ready by Connor Bedard's uh, second contract. Probably three years. Two and a half, three years, I would say they could. Well, actually, I mean, they don't have the weather to deal with, so they could probably throw that thing up in a couple months. No, I'm kidding. An entire stadium. It's going to take you a, what? Two to three years probably to build years. that stadium. Two years minimum. I can't remember how long Seattle took, but um, last topic before we get out of here. He did it in uh, in his own fashion too. Steve Samkos hat trick last night hits 502 goals on his career. 500 goals for this guy. Wasn't sure what to think of it. I remember I was in the league when uh, when he was drafted number one overall. I remember the highlights when he was in Sarnia, and it's always interesting. You're like, how is this guy going to fare as a number one pick overall? I mean, I looked forward to seeing how Nail Yakupov would handle it. Patrick Kane, Steve Stamkos, Sidney Crosby, Alex Ovechkin. These are all the guys that were number one picks when I was in the league. And Stamkos was was he was kind of curious to me, if I recall. Um, Barry Melrose scratched him as in his first year for a few games. It, you know, I mean, had the had the bit of a not a rookie slump. I think he scored twenty five as a rookie, but what well, a career. sucked the first half of the year. You remember that? Yes, I do. Like he was the number one overall pick. He was playing on the third line. I can still remember this. He was very, very, very average. Okay, looked very weak. Looked like looked like to me that he wasn't quite ready for the NHL. That's just the way he looked. Okay. But his skill set and everything else just came together in the second half of that rookie season. He ended up bearing 25 that year. And you're like, wow, maybe this kid is pretty good because he he went on a tear at the second half of the year Yeah, and, and has never looked back. Right. He has absolutely lived up. He's done everything. Olympics, Stanley cups, um, captain of a team, he put up the points. He's he's literally done it all. So, first ballot Hall of Famer without question. And I don't think he's anywhere near being done. So, good for him. Congratulations to Steve Stamkos. He's been a great ambassador for the game. I really do believe that he's been a staple down there in Tampa Bay. And I don't know how many more years we have to watch him, but 
he's not slowing down anytime soon. Yeah, like he, you know, he's played um he's played 965 games and has 502 goals. That means he's scoring. He's on, he's on a a 40 plus goal pace every single year. It's mind it's it's mind-boggling what what he's done. Well, great conversation today. Geo tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen. Everyone tuning in. We'll have Brian Gianta tomorrow and a full recap of uh, the night tonight that lies ahead with the Ryan Miller jersey retirement and the after party. So I look forward to bringing it all to the forefront tomorrow. Anything to add before we get out of here? Um, nothing. I just, you know, listen, I mean, we're all kind of a little irritated and down on the sabers. And, you know, if you go on Twitter, Oh my God, it's like the sky's falling again. And I just, I just want to say this, you know, I, I, I really get irritated because I'm a fan of this hockey team and I, but I'm going to tell you this. I love, I really do love the direction and the players that we have on this team. And Kevin Adams has a plan. Okay. He has a plan and it might not be, it might be just to to stand pat this year and allow these young players to mature. And I think next year, I do believe this, that next year, Kevin Adams will make some splashes. I don't think it's going to be this year. I don't think that Kevin Adams looks at this team right now and, and says that we have enough. I mentioned earlier Vinny Henestro's on waivers. Uh, hopefully, I don't think he'll get picked up. Maybe that's, I, I don't know. I hope he does. What that's about. I hope he does for, for his sake. Spot. Because he wants, he needs to play. He wants to play. He needs to play. He's he's a good player. Okay? He just needs to be in an environment where he's going to play each and every night. And uh, hopefully he gets that opportunity. We'll talk more about that tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. That's a wrap on another episode of After the Whistle. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, After the Whistle, and at Craig Reve 52 at the Instigator76. And you can find us, as you already know, on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube, and anywhere else where you can get your podcasts. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to spread the word.